a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Broadband only, workforce development, state advocacy. What are people talking about at the KTATTA Joint Conference? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South, and I'm joined once again by Tyler Campbell, Executive Director at uh, KTA. So, Tyler, thanks for being back on. Andy, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed uh, this conversation in the spring, and it's kind of nice to follow up in the fall with uh, so many folks here in Bowling Green. Sure. I think that's uh, I think there's two or three times that you've been on with us, and at some at some point, uh, I think you get to be not just a guest, but a friend of the podcast, friend of the program. So, you know, thank you thank you for that and uh, for the time and for letting us be able to set up here in the lobby. We've gotten some good interviews and, and kind of uh, put a finger on the pulse of what's going on with a lot of the telcos, which is what I want to talk about uh, in this episode. So uh, a few of the things that I've heard in the hallways and, um, you know, just as we talk through it, um, uh, you know, workforce development, I know, is one. Uh, broadband only comes up a lot. And then, of course, the, the need to continue com- communicating. What are some of the things that you've heard uh, folks talking about that folks are excited about or concerned about? Uh, what, are, what are the conversations in the hallways that you've been a part of? Yeah, I think all those conversations have taken place here over the last couple of days and in and out of the sessions. Uh, you know, you touched on some of the things that we hear every day. Uh, workforce development, we're like a lot of different industries, I believe, that we're examining where our future workforce is going to come from. Uh, you know, in, in many rural areas of the you know, of the country, you know, we need a pipeline of workers, you know, and these, these have specific skill sets that we need. And so training is always an issue. But, you know, finding those employees and, you know, uh, each day our managers go out there and, you know, they look at what they can offer because we're competing with, you know, urban areas that right. may, ha- may be able to offer things that we can't. So, you know, benefits, salary, those are all things that we look at to stay competitive with individuals in, in urban areas. And so we're trying to, you know, continue to attract talent to, to rural areas and offer a great quality of life in these rural areas because these companies do a great job. They invest in their communities. You know, they sponsor their the little league teams that are involved in churches and their communities. And so uh, workforce development is, a, is an ongoing issue. Uh, where, where are our future workers going to come from? And so we, we discussed that here. We've got exhibitors that are actually talking about, you know, what curriculum they can do uh, to teach and uh, try to attract and retain uh you know, workforce for, for our telcos. And so that's been a conversation that's been ongoing. You alluded to, you know, USF and finances are, are always a concern with any small right. business, not just telcos. Right. But, uh, you know, now, uh, as more consumers are looking at, you know, we have a new generation of cord cutters, and that was something that we talked about. Are, are people continuing to cut the cord? What does that trend look like? Right. You know, and, and as they're, you know, they may not want traditional voice service like they have. Is broadband only, you know, something that our companies, the way they're structured, you know, they're all examining how, how would that look for them as a company, uh, offering broadband only options. Is that something that they can do and be affordable uh, to their business model with other areas that they may be in, uh, competing with other companies? companies, other broadband providers. And I know at least for me with that, uh, sitting in on the session uh, that there was yesterday, it wasn't, you know, the broadband only is something that the attitude from a lot of folks I've heard of is, 
We're going to offer it very quietly. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to talk about it. We hope nobody takes it, but it's going to be there. But the the news, at least, uh, you know, when they were talking about the options uh, yesterday in that session, it wasn't as scary as as I had uh, assumed or had had feared it was going to be. So that seemed like a positive sign. It seemed like maybe there's a little bit more hope uh, when you when you run down that road. Yeah, I think more companies. It's probably going to continue right now to be a case by case basis. I think you're having you know company CFOs are going to be looking at the the bottom line on what they can offer. But I think everybody, again, I think our our providers do a great job of being in tune with their members and their community and their customers, and they realize that consumers are wanting more choices. You know, I I think our companies do a great job being very competitive in these markets. They they bundle services, which is something that we heard at the conference that bundling is a big deal to people. they they sure. want more bang for their buck, right? And so, you know, they they do bundle services, and they they're they're looking at different options. And and consumers are now wanting because they they are cutting the cord on certain features. They want a broadband only option where they may be able to just purchase a broadband and choose what over the top options they may want for entertainment, what right. streaming services that they can choose. So. Uh, again, it's a it's a balance company by company of you know what what's uh, what business model that looks like. The affordability is always going to be a question, but I think more and more companies are examining. Look, this is where our consumers are going. How can we get there? And like anything else, you know, dollars are, are a precious resource for rural broadband. Sure. You know, the high cost fund with USF. We're still under a budget control mechanism. Um, hopefully, some relief is going to come from that. So I, I think, like you said, there's some hope there because hopefully some of these UFF dollars at least they'll have some stability if Chairman Pai issues an order at the end of the year there's there's been some talk that he may do something to address the high cost fund and at least offer some level of s- s- sustainability I guess would be what I would say um, and stability that our, our consumers and our providers they would know our providers would know where their resources are going to come from and then that'll translate into maybe some additional options for consumers. Sure, and that leads us down the road to talk about advocacy, which is what I want to wrap up with. But before we before we go there, I do want to talk a little bit more about workforce development because it does seem like there has been uh, some of the ideas that I've heard people throw out is kind of engaging folks, um, you know, young folks right out of school, something like that. At a conference I was at in Texas a couple of weeks ago, somebody said thirty percent of their employees would be retiring in the next six years. Which is a pretty scary thought, you know, to have that much turnover. Uh, so that that is something that I'd heard is reaching folks, uh, you know, reaching students, not just uh, you know after they graduate from college, but even down in high school and while they're still in school, to reach them and get them engaged, like you said, with the curriculum and that sort of thing. We we have a couple of companies I think that are doing a really phenomenal job of that, and I think the conversation is happening in every company. But you know, there there are certain uh, I know specific examples of companies that are members of the Kentucky Telecom Association that are literally setting up um, one company to give a shout out on the podcast to one of my members, sure. uh, Brandenburg Telephone. Um, Brandenburg does a great job. They have actually put a lab in a, in a local high school that these students who are there, they've actually set up equipment that the folks at Brandenburg actually use. They test this equipment. They can actually refurb this equipment. And Brandenburg can actually go back and actually use this equipment in, in, in their homes of their consumers. Cool. And so I thought that was a really unique uh, application. Yeah. They, they went in. They worked with the school system. They knew that this need was there. Because they they saw a a potential for a talent pipeline because, you know, they can train, you know, some of these folks on the job. But if they have some of these basic skill sets coming out of high school, it's that much quicker that they can be on the ground running as an employee. And so I think Brandenburg has done an excellent job. They're they're Like I said, they've set up a lab in in a classroom uh, in – Actually, I think uh, multiple uh, multiple opportunities at Brandenburg's taken uh, 
they have a, I think an early college uh, secondary school there. Okay. So again, it's a it's a technology component at a school that you know folks are are, are taking advantage of, and so Brandenburg saw a need for a talent pipeline for their future employees. And so they're taking the opportunity to train these individuals in high school and hopefully maybe create some opportunities where, whether it's an internship or, you know, some kind of externship when they get out of school, they'll already have some experience and maybe they'll, you know, the phone company will be a place that these folks want to work, you know, not leave home and they want to work and they'll have a built-in talent pipeline already there. That's a fantastic idea. And I think you've given me an idea for a future podcast episode. So I'll now need to get somebody from Brandenburg on there. Well, we would be uh, remiss if we did an episode with you um, without talking about um, advocacy. I know that you're on uh, one of the NTCA uh, boards, um, you know, focused on that. Uh, When we talked in Lexington back earlier this year, we talked a lot about how social media can be a valuable tool there. Uh, So just kind of give us uh, an update or, um, you know, and I know that we talk about it at at all these conferences, the importance of telcos telling their story, communicating with their members, but also with the legislators and and policymakers. Uh, What's the latest that you're seeing uh, just in terms of advocacy advocacy both for Kentucky and then for telcos as a whole yeah I, I think we're seeing our folks continuing to be engaged um, I'm very blessed as the executive director for the Kentucky Telecom Association that our folks do a really good job of working with their policymakers I feel like they go out of their way to establish those relationships and so that's a great there's always a great opportunity that if you can get in front of your legislator that's just one other thing you know invite them to your telco uh, let them know what you're what let them know what you do in the community um, you know I think one of the most valuable things we did this past year with the help of, of word South we put together an advocacy brochure that talks about the, the jobs that you know our industry creates in Kentucky. You know what kind of economic impact that we have, uh, because I think a lot of times when it, t- when it comes to broadband, people automatically just think that you know these are things that impact more urban areas. And you know, as rural consumers, you know we order from Amazon, we stream, right. you know, we stream Netflix, we do all of these things that uh, everybody else does in urban areas. And so I think it's important to remind them of the economic impact that we have in in the state of Kentucky. Not only you know it's a benefit to both urban and rural areas. And so I think that advocacy brochure, when we were going to visit with legislators, both at the, the state and, you know, our congressional delegation, you know, it was a great leave behind piece because it actually put, you know, a, a face to the name, so to speak, that we, they literally could talk about, you know, this is what we're doing in your communities back home. I, I think it's easy to forget because there, you know, there's, there is so much competition out there. But as rural, as a rural telco uh, group, you know, our, our association represents companies that serve 45 counties in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. That's more than a third of the wow. state. Yeah. And so I, I think people don't realize that. And uh, one of the things I like about what we talked about in Lexington before and with social media is that we're starting to tell that story. I think one of the best things that we can do, and the great thing about social media, is that it gives us an opportunity to, you know, go out there and, you know, when we have these great stories, the things that we do in our communities, our, our folks invest in their communities communities every day you know now we're actually we can send that out there and let our legislators know that you know look what we're doing these are some great things that you know we're doing in our communities we're reaching more people with with broadband and you know the economic impact we have is very significant and so i was very pleased with that uh, this past year we did that at our kta day we had a, we participated in the washington uh, fly-in with ntca okay. our national association uh, and so that was a great piece to leave behind and, and our, our folks are very engaged at the national level as well so we have folks that serve on the NTCA uh, national board, uh, and you know I'm a member of the NTCA Government Affairs Committee, and so it, it's just whatever we can do to reiterate the importance of rural broadband, getting in front of more policymakers. Uh, th- that engagement is just crucial because again, it it allows them to hear from us and know what we're doing in the state and what we're doing for their people back home. 
Absolutely, because if you're if you're not an advocate for yourself, uh, you know you can't count on somebody else to be for sure. So, as as we wrap up here, uh, last question: Just was there anything else about the conference that you wanted to share, or anything else? I mean, it's a great partnership, and we talked about it on a previous episode with Lavoie. Uh, it's a great partnership TTA and KTA have to be doing this. I think in the twenty fourth year, maybe. Um, so, uh, anything else you'd like to say about the conference before we wrap up? I, I would just say it's it, it's been a great w- uh, few days here in Bowling Green. You know, we've had over four hundred people here. We've had eighty six vendors from throughout. Wow. And that, these aren't just companies that are in Kentucky and Tennessee. Again, showing what economic impact we have. I mean, we have vendors from across the country that are coming to this show. We have 86 vendor companies. We've had over 400 people here at the conference. It's one of the largest we've had. Um, our our partnership in, in terms of just the association, Kentucky and Tennessee work very well together. And so I think as, again, what we had referenced earlier with, with, in the era of how what can we do doing more with less, you know, what partnerships opportunities are out there. I think our members are looking to be innovative. They're looking to partner where possible. And so I, I, I always enjoy this conference because those conversations start here. And so uh, whatever we can do to foster and facilitate uh, those opportunities, I always enjoy that about this conference. And I think that's taken place here this week. Great. It's a great group of uh, forward-thinking um, telcos, and it's fun to see some of the sparks when uh, you know those conversations happen. So, thank you for uh, for you know all the work that you do uh, making this conference happen, and uh, it's a good one. And uh, folks should uh, should consider coming. He is Tyler Campbell, Executive Director at KTA. Tyler, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me, Andy. Appreciate it. I'm Andy Johns, your host from Word South, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company.